Here we go. Hey, look at that. Hey. We just crushed it. <laughs> you made How's it? everybody doing? <laughs> Good. How are you? Wait. Oh, you know, this is great. <laughs> I lo- we'll see. Look at your background. Where? Where- <laughs> <laughs> oh, wh- hey, wait. Is that a is that a green screen situation going on? Well, my my wall is just green enough that it counts as a green screen. So they've uh, so I figured I'd give you a little special surprise when you came on. Boy, I love that. Also, remember my computer's open, so I'm I'm barely paying attention to any of you people. <laughs> I am answering emails. <laughs> I am just you're gonna go on after the interview and you log onto my Twitter and it's just like constant tweets. Like, what was he tweeting the entire time? As long as you take the podcast account, I'm okay with it. It's yeah, at, exactly at show at podcast show, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's the one. The yeah, podcast perfect. show. Yeah, I yeah. follow you guys. Yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> Don't know our names, but that's okay. Anyways, <laughs> I know they start with many different letters. One well, at least in at least in Zoom, they're right there in front of you. That's helpful, you actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really wish this was a thing, and I also want people's faces to light up in real life whenever they're talking. Yeah, like the sim- absolutely, that'd be awesome. That would be great. All right, I'm ready. Let's do right. this. Let's roll in. Yeah. I'm not going to be that interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, have, I have a feeling. This is kind of a pity invite, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm at. I'll take it. Quarantine's been good. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Two Idiots Podcast. I'm Reg. I'm Randy. And joining us this week, we have a return guest, Mr. Matt, biggest high school musical fan on the planet, Falk. How's it going? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> I and I couldn't I couldn't even say that about myself until this uh social distancing measures were implanted. So I just want to thank the government of Canada <laughs> for giving so far, me we've fallen. Yeah. a reason to watch all three high school musicals. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. I'm really happy for you. You found Thank the time. You. Thank you, Reg. <laughs> oh, my name. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah we should explain that uh, since we're doing this uh, interview over Zoom, whenever you talk, your name just <laughs> pops up. But that's to- I knew it before that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, I, and you know the other guy's name? I do. Okay, why don't you talk a little bit, other guy? Hi. 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 Hey, Randy. Hey, how you I'm doing? the other guy. Randy, great I'm to the other see guy. you, buddy. How are you doing, sir? How I'm are you doing? I'm just kidding. You know how I remembered your name was Randy? Because <laughs> before we recorded, uh, we were talking a little bit and your name was on the screen. That's how oh, I remembered. So it was not just now. I that was see. all a gag. You know what I'm saying? Literally, literally seconds <laughs> I'm ago. just kidding around. This has been fun so far. Are we wrapping up? This was great. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, two Flew minutes. by. Yeah. I have a huge <laughs> packed schedule of things that I need to get done. Uh, I believe there's, that. All, there's all the Camp Rock musicals I need to watch now. Apparently, <laughs> very excited about those. Yeah, well, yeah, as long as it gets ends up on your Instagram, I think we'll be all right. I think it will. It has to. <laughs> if, if 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 I'm watching these movies just for my own pleasure, then I feel like I've gone to a different level. So yeah. I don't want that. I I still feel like I still feel like oh no, it's just kind of a joke when I'm like putting it on my Instagram and making fun of them later. I'm like oh, it's funny. I'm just doing it for my comedy purposes. Meanwhile, secretly completely enjoying every single High School Musical. Yeah, and you try to ignore the fact that you spent an hour and a half or longer per movie watching it. That's right, and then watching it in faster again to make sure that we have all the cue points lined up so that we can record the video, and then going through it again as we're actually making the video. So okay, and I'll say um. 
I, I, this was not, this was not intended to be a gag, the high school musical thing. We were watching through Encore on Disney Plus, okay. the show with, uh, yeah. yeah. Kristen Bell and uh, we one of the high schools did High School Musical and I, I said to my wife Sabrina I said I've actually never seen High School Musical and she's like how have you never seen High School Musical <laughs> you love musicals and you know this was happening at our time and so I figured I, I said I want to watch it I want to watch these these things I want to see what all the hype is about and she's like oh you are in for a treat and, and she because she watches it like the way that you're supposed to watch it knowing how fun and silly huh. and ridiculous these movies are, you know. Right. So, that, so she says you're gonna you're gonna absolutely love this. So as we're watching it, we're <laughs> joking back and forth, and then she says, "Okay, we have to write some of this stuff down." So she starts taking notes as we're as we're watching the movie. Every little critique, every silly thing that we're saying, she's writing it down. And then we're like, "This is a this is a video," but we had no idea what it was going to do. We were gonna just post it on Insta stories because we yeah. thought it was just that stupid. Just post it on Insta <laughs> stories, it'll be gone in 24 hours. But then as we were editing it, we're like, this is actually quite funny. Yeah. This is this is this is funnier than we were expecting. So we'll post it on we'll post it on Instagram as like an actual post then. So we posted it as a post and it just blew up and people went nuts. And then <laughs> we posted it on Facebook and they went nuts, YouTube and they went nuts, and we're like, this is weird. We've been trying really, really hard <laughs> to be relevant for years. <laughs> And now when we've like given up and we're like, oh, whatever, we'll just do a high school musical critique. Yeah. Then the world says, that's what we've been waiting for. <laughs> the we've whole been world. wanting you to yeah. do this all along. <laughs> Man. Speaking of musicals, what's your favorite musical? Um, that's a really hard question to ask. Okay, I would, I would have to first, I think it's the producers. Oh, the Mel Brooks musical, yeah, the yeah. producers. The producers is really great. Uh, Wicked is also... Amazing. I would have never seen. Yeah. Wicked? No, it's it's remarkable. I, I listened to the album many times before we actually saw it live uh, because it's expensive to see it live. Did you see and it on Broadway or in Winnipeg? No, no. We went, but we did see it in New York, but it was in Rochester, New York. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, not like not like the A cast, yeah. but they were, like, they were they're still better Broadway. than me. Yeah. Yeah, Solid right. C minus cast. The, yeah, that's right. It was the Broadway Across America cast, and they were they were actually <laughs> phenomenal. But yeah. we so my wife took me there for my birthday many years ago, and we went to go see it, and it was it was amazing. So yeah, that's Wicked cool. and the producers right now, I'll say. Not cats. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen cats. And when the, when the movie when the movie came out, I was so excited. I was like, this is going to be like one of those movies that's going to be so bad, it's going to be amazing. But then. <laughs> The reviews came out and people were like, no, 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 it's actually just so bad that it's bad. And then I'm like, what? Really? Oh no! So I, ha I still haven't seen it yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant. That's fair. Well, you got to wait for the the butthole edition that they're going to be re releasing yeah. apparently. What is this? People are calling for it because they edited out all the cats' buttholes, so they're and people are calling for it. People I had to keep it PG, you know. Yeah, this is ridiculous. So, people theaters. are. This is what happens when the world gets too bored. <laughs> They're like, you yeah. know what we need? More it's cat like, butts. No, I don't. I don't think we do need that. Actually, we're fine. Jeez, more high school musicals. Um, that we need more high school musicals. <laughs> Randy, I think I know what yours is, but what's your favorite musical? Uh, well, uh, having not seen it, which I do want to see, is Hamilton. I listen to it pretty much yeah. like once a month. Yeah. Uh, I do love Sweeney Todd though too. I'll find myself throwing that on every now and then. Oh, the demon! Sing along with it in the car. My is my fave. Yeah, um, pretty women. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, Sweeney Todd's unbelievable. I haven't no, I have obviously I haven't seen Hamilton either. Nobody has seen it. No. There's like 
it's and I loved when this was a long time ago. I'm dating myself now, but like when some Republican in the states was like, "We need to boycott Hamilton," and it's like you can't boycott. <laughs> you can't even get in to see yeah. Hamilton. Yeah. You have just, no power over Hamilton. No, certainly not. It transcends, you know, politics. <laughs> yeah, and I watched just recently. I watched that uh, performance that Lin Manuel Miranda did in front of the White House, where oh. he with at uh, with in front of Barack and Michelle Obama. Remember those days, by the way. Remember Barack and Michelle Obama? Oh my god! So long ago. I miss yeah. them so badly. Oh. When but things they, were even keeled. <laughs> that's right. And then so they did the performance, and everyone's laughing throughout the song. You know, because as soon as he goes like, what's your name now? And he goes, yeah, Alexander Hamilton. And the, the whole yeah. audience just erupts in laughter. And yeah. I'm like, they don't even know what they're watching yet. They don't even know. And they're like, this is a funny comedy. And it's like, yeah. no, this no. is going to change everything. Yeah, no, I love crazy. it. I spilt yeah. my water earlier and I just keep looking down over at it. <laughs> well, good. I'm trying to clean it up as I'm, as I'm doing this podcast. It'll I hope, dry. Your, hope your viewers can't tell that I'm slightly distracted. <laughs> No more than usual. <laughs> no. That's uh, right. What? <laughs> How about and, you, Reg? What you got? Yeah, Reg, what you what's got? your favorite musical? Um, again, that's tough. I am a, I love musicals, um, which I'm amazed that all three of us are into musicals. because I, I was not expecting this interview <laughs> yeah. to turn this way. It was amazing. <laughs> but most adult males don't admit that they're into musicals, unfortunately. That's true. But yeah, that's I a love culture. Um, probably um, Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Actually, yeah, Book of Mormon was great. When me, you went and saw that live. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, super offensive, but really funny. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, probably probably Book of Mormon, but also, uh, what am I thinking of? No, I hate Moulin Rouge. Um, damn it. There's another one that's not coming to my mind. But anyways, there's many good uh, ones Oh, yes, there. the other one. Yeah, yeah, Book of Mormon and the other one. You know that one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. That was good. That's a good one. It got nominated for a Tony, but it didn't, yeah. it didn't win anything. No, no. No. Yeah, I'm a big uh, Nathan Lane fan. So whatever Nathan Lane does, like he did uh, a rendition of The Adams Family with BB Newworth. She's from Cheers. She was Lilith okay. from Cheers and Frasier. Okay. Anyway, so he, they did The Adams Family, and I got the. This is in CD days, but I got the <laughs> the CD, and I listened to that like crazy. And I was, <laughs> and of course, like no one, it didn't win anything. Of course, no yeah. one cares about it. It's just like let's just put two celebrities on the stage, and they'll do The Adams Family for like eight Super months, random. and then we'll yeah. take some money and just move on to something See else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Greatest Showman. I love The Greatest Showman. Oh, Greatest good. Showman. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, very nice. Um, yeah, that had hadn't planned on this conversation going to musicals, but I'm okay with it. I love it. I'm a big musical hey, theater guy. Go. I just, I've, I've, I'm not that strong of a singer, so I've never been in a musical. But uh, every single day, I <laughs> fantasize about it. Break, break it out. Let's have an audition. Sing something. No, we can't. We can't do it. No, <laughs> it's too vulnerable. Maybe this is part of my problem. <laughs> but like, you, there's a musical, Shrek the Musical, and I, uh, oh. Lord Farquaad's songs. He has yeah. two great songs in it, and I sing them literally all the time, like all the time. Them. And yeah, I highly recommend it. And it's he's got this ballad of Farquaad where he talks about like his whole history. You know, my daddy was a miner, so he wasn't much around. And it turns out his dad is grumpy from the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Anyway, it's just this, it's this brilliant, oh, hilarious, stupid song. And I sing it all the time. As soon as there's any sort of like light that resembles a spotlight, even touching yeah. my face, immediately I'll turn around. My daddy was a miner. <laughs> right away into it. Wakes up in the morning. Just That's right. Life. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't find annoying songs to sing to your wife to really bother her, then are you even married? Are know. you even married? True. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I agree. 
there's no end to it. I get constant eye rolls. It's okay. <laughs> and especially now in isolation, is that what you're saying? Is it oh, more wow. so? Are you wow. singing more in isolation or less? Or do you guys have essential less. jobs? Obviously, this isn't your full-time career. <laughs> and boom! Bam! Hear that? I can burn them just like the... Oh, shit, son. But no, um, we, are, we are technically both working. Um, yes. What do you guys do? Am I allowed to ask that, or is that too personal for the podcast? We work for the public utility company, if that helps. Yes. It doesn't. That sounds like a, a, bo- a square on Monopoly. What is this? <laughs> it, is, it is actually one of the squares on Monopoly. Is it? <laughs> yeah. So you guys are, fr- are you guys frontline workers? Should I be grateful to you? No. No? no? What are no. you doing on a daily basis? Are you help- you're helping. You're, you're keeping the power on, right? Um, I'm not. I mean, like, <laughs> we're sort of keeping the power on for the next 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you for keeping the power on. You guys are out there, though. You're doing your thing. I appreciate you. Thank well, you. Well, I, sh- I shouldn't say that. I've been off for the last few weeks, but I'm going back next week. Oh, so, so you're a liar. Oh my word! You made me thank you, Reg. This is ridiculous. I, I just you thanked to. you like I would a nurse. I looked at you and I was like, "Thank you for protecting us and keeping us safe." And then you're like, "Actually, I've been at home watching Netflix." Whatever. This is ridiculous. This is why I never agree to Zoom podcasts because you can't look directly into someone's eyes and tell if they're full of garbage. It's too pixelated, anyways. That's right. <laughs> but anyways, uh, in, in all seriousness shout out to the actual frontline workers mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that are keeping things running and uh healthcare workers you know delivery people, healthcare grocery staff anybody yeah. who's out working right now and you know is yeah, essential I, to I anything can't, i can't imagine because like when i go you know we we order our groceries and we do like the click and collect thing but once in a while i'll have to go into a grocery store or into an actual store and i'm like panicked I'm like trying to keep six feet apart from everybody. I'm like freaking out. I'm in there too long. And I start like getting anxiety. I'm like calling my wife and I'm like, what was I supposed to get? And she's like, it's this. And I'm like, I I can't, I can't anymore. I'm done. I have to go. I have to go home. I have it all over me. I have disease all over me. And so I'm like freaking out. I cannot imagine every single day you're going into work and you just have to work through this. You just have to like face this so that, um, you know, if I need milk, I can get milk. That's that's amazing. And they're yeah. working so much harder because we're all panicking and everyone's <laughs> being, I, hopefully no one's being a jerk, but I, you, I know how human beings are People and are you know, jerks. and it's, yeah. everyone gets entitled and weird. Yeah. And so My mom works I, at Walmart. I so I hear stories every evening about how people are just absolute dicks. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. It's people yeah, like we're, weirdly feel like they have to, oh, oh, because the government's telling me to stay home yeah. and I'm just going right. to go out even more. <laughs> yeah. Like, Stop it. <laughs> yeah. And you saw all those like people that would protest in the States and stuff like yeah. that. And the, the, like, as soon as they were done their protests, all the COVID cases would just spike in their state. <laughs> and they're like, it's a hoax. And it's like, <laughs> and now I'm in the hospital. Yeah, it's weird. like, all right, yeah. well, why don't you just. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Um, so yeah, definitely shout out and thank you to everybody that's keeping things mm-hmm. running. But uh, also happy belated birthday, Mr. Falk. Look at you doing your research. Thank you so much. That's very kind of you. You're welcome. How old are you now? You don't look a day over 65. That is so sweet of you to say. Um, (laughs) I think uh, I am uh, am 68. And um, as as soon as my voice drops, I really feel like people are going to start taking me seriously. (laughs) No, I'm 31. I'm 31. Which is, yeah, it's uh, it's a thing. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. That's fair. I was going to yeah. say, though, what is, is when you, because I'm coming up on 30 and you can't help but feel a little bit like, you know, as you're getting older, things get a little stressful. But 
is it similar to like when you after you turn 21 uh the rest of the year is just blur until you're 30 and then after 30 is it another just blur till you worry about 40 i will say i don't know if that's true but i will say that on the morning of my 31st birthday I was like giving myself like self affirmations. I was like thinking and I'm talking. I was like, this is going to be the year. This is going to be a great year and just an awesome decade. And then I had this flash of remembering myself doing this last year. And I went, I did this last year and I didn't accomplish anything last year. I'm like, oh no, am I wasting my time? Am I not, am I not doing anything? So I think the thirties, that's what it's brought on for me. I, I've been really excited about uh, the 30s, the decade of the 30s, because I've had a lot of people tell me that they're a really good decade because sure. you're like old enough that you're mature enough, but your body's still young enough that you can do stuff. Uh, so right. I've been look, looking forward to it, but there's also been this like weird subliminal pressure of like, I need to make sure that I'm doing something and accomplishing yeah. things. And like, I'm, I'm no longer, I can never no longer be like the top 30 under 30. That's done. <laughs> That's over. Like there's no chance of that ever happening. So like, even if I'm successful now, people aren't like, wow, look, he's so young and so successful. No, I'm not young anymore. There's no young and successful. It's like, yeah, well, it's about time. He made something of himself. <laughs> wow. Well, so it sounds like you're handling that very well. That's no I'm pressure. Doing fine. I'm doing fine. No, I'm, I'm trying. It's funny. This is, this only stuff only creeps up once in a while, but then you have to remind yourself that this is not your identity. Your identity is not in the things that you accomplish. Your identity is not in the things that you do, you know? So you have to keep reminding yourself of that whenever these kind of little lies start popping up and saying like, Hey, have you done anything worthwhile today? And you're like, shut up. <laughs> I'm pants today. Um, <laughs> that's true. I am. Yeah. Well, again, you didn't have to. Like I said, as long as you're not totally naked, we can make this work. Yeah. Exactly. Well, there's, that's, I was all. I'm wearing a toque, and I don't wear. I don't wear a toque out, like uh, on stage or anything like that. So your your viewers can't see me. In a yeah, toque, you got a real Sim Shady will. vibe going on right now. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's <laughs> uh, all I've ever wanted to accomplish in my life. You've made it. You've made I it. Really, now. I really feel like I have. Slim Shady has a special place in my heart because there's a, a comedy club in Toronto. And, uh, and, and Ottawa as well, that uh, they play, um, what is the, you only got one shot, do not oh, miss yeah. the chance to lose, blow, lose this yourself. opportunity yeah. comes once in a life. And they play it right before every show. Oh. So whether you want to or not, that song <laughs> is now in my system. Every time I hear it, I get pumped up. I yeah. get excited. I feel like I'm about to go on stage. So like every time I'm like, do not miss your chance. I'm like, let's do this. Come on. So... I didn't want to be a Slim Shady fan, but now every time that song comes on, I'm like, this is the ultimate pump-up song because they, it was like subliminal messaging. They played it every single show. For the audience, they don't know. They're like, yeah, this is a fun song, but for us, it's like every single night we hear it, but it yeah. gets to you and it kind of gets your blood pumping a little bit. So yeah, I'm a that. big fan. For sure. Like any, like any song, like when you randomly hear a song that you haven't heard for a while and suddenly you're, it like throws you back, you're like, sure you know to whatever happened when you last heard it or something it's kind of crazy yeah absolutely like when i hear wicked i remember my great trip to rochester <laughs> okay <Yeah. laughs> i remember making that that uh long three-hour drive from toronto and it was just it's just a beautiful city have you been to rochester gorgeous no oh my goodness you guys the the mountains or valleys i can't remember but we went to an applebee's <laughs> Wow, and I have those the, there. the Applebee's was really nice. Oh, like high class <laughs> stuff. I don't know. You guys have probably only eaten Applebee's in garbage cities, but uh, you go to Rochester, it's a whole nother level. 
Yeah, subpar cities below yeah. Rochester. Rochester <laughs> is cream of the crop. Yeah. Top of the line Applebee's. Yeah. <laughs> they got stuff on the menu there that are. they don't put on the rest of the chains. They got <laughs> <laughs> it's like In and Out Burger. You can order special things off the menu. It's fun. I've still never been. Me either. Want to go really bad. It's a uh, it's a beautiful place. That's like that's like people because that, for that mainly in California is the In and Out yeah. Burger and. Uh, so if whenever I've gone for like business and work and stuff like that, then I, of course, we're always at In-N-Out Burger. And I, I can't lie, In-N-Out Burger is a huge motivation for going back to California. <laughs> Every time my wife and I are like, you know, we should do a business trip to uh, yeah. really, you know, get out there and just, you know, talk with some people. Network. And then a, yeah. a network, <laughs> a week goes by. We haven't met anybody. No, but we have had a lot of animal style fries. And that's, uh, <laughs> that's really all that matters. It's worth it. Worth it. It's yeah. worth it. <laughs> uh, so it'll be your first trip after quarantine ends. Just go right out for in and out <clears throat> No, I don't, I don't know. Like when quarantine ends, I don't think I'm going to go to the States. <laughs> we just i just got my one visa which is the worst thing in the world i just like we you apply for this thing it's a, it's a visa so you can work in the united states as an okay. individual and uh, they're insanely difficult to get they're expensive to get and they take an incredibly long time to get uh sure. and mine just came in last week <laughs> so way to go matt you yeah. have been approved to work in the United States. 31's looking up. Looking yeah, up. that's right. My, my manager says, my manager says, it's kind of like someone, like a house being on fire and then someone coming out of the house going, come on in. Come on in. We'd we love to you. have you do a show in here if you don't mind. Oh, I'm going to stay outside, actually. Yeah. The lawn's way nicer. That's right. Um, I've just been, but I'm, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. If I do go to the States, you know, I'll take the advice of the medical experts. I'll inject some bleach into my system and uh, join some protests. For don't, some, don't forget the sunlight. Light yeah, too. I'll, I'll make sure the ultra UV light, I'll have that with me. <laughs> and then I'll just drink a whole bunch of Clorox. And no more than I'm, usual though. It's no more than usual. You want to, yeah. I built up an immunity like the princess bride. <laughs> you know? The powder. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> No, that's good. Well, I mean, congrats on getting the visa uh, mm. for what that's worth. Thank um, you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, do you have, I mean, I guess you had to cancel dates with everything going on. Well, I didn't cancel any dates. They all canceled dates. <laughs> a bunch of cowards. You just come in in a bomb suit. You would have totally I, done it. I was fine. <laughs> I was more than willing to go to your parties and entertain. But everyone was like, but the government says we'll die. And I'm like, where is your sense of adventure? <laughs> just don't speak moistly and you'll be okay. That's, right. That's right. It won't be the first time I've died on stage. Come on. <laughs> come on. Uh, no. Speaking of that, uh, what's, what's, the worst, uh, what's the worst bombing you've had? Oh, um, I have to go. Okay, this is, I don't know if this is considered a humble brag, but I have to go back pretty far in my career <laughs> to remember Ooh. when the last time I bombed. No, I, I still, I still, I still bomb, but I don't consider them like, they, they're not like they used to be. Okay. When you first start off, the bombs are epic. And they're, <laughs> and the biggest jump, I think, like, because when you're immediately starting, you bomb, but you're only on there for five, three, seven minutes. Yeah. That's nothing. And then you go on and you're doing 20 minutes at a time. Even if you're bombing for 20 minutes, it's nothing. The biggest bombs in a, in a career is when you make that jump to headlining, to 45 minutes, to 60 minutes. And I was right. doing corporates. And when you're not ready to do 60-minute shows, but you do them anyway, because they've asked <laughs> you to and they have money. And they're paying and for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. I remember doing a show for a, a bunch of farmers at a seating convention. 
<laughs> a seating convention. Yeah, and it was like this. They brought me in this in this middle of the day, giant cafeteria like thing, uh, big fluorescent lights. Everyone was eating lunch or had just finished lunch. It was a massive space uh, with about thirty farmers in this massive space, all spread out. It was. It looked like there was COVID like regulations going on, but this was way before any. Yeah. This is before it was hip to spread out, and they were spread out. And I remember just standing up there and telling joke after joke. And they just hated all of them. They just would stare at me <laughs> with arms crossed. And there's only like 30 people. So you're looking around, like, maybe I can make that guy laugh. Nope, yeah. he hates me too. <laughs> and they're all looking at you like, I want to go back to the seminars that I came here for. I want to go talk with other farmers. I want to learn yeah. about how to protect my crop against termites or whatever farmers do. And... <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't know yeah. that's right and i remember at one point i got to the, a line in my act i can't remember what the line was at that time but it was a joke that was like the one of the biggest laughs in my whole act it was like what, what i call the tent pole it was like the it was a joke right in the middle that holds the whole set up like it, it dips a little bit and then it boom it hits that with that big joke and then you can kind of come back down and then build towards your climax so i hit that tent pole and it was like this kind of laugh <laughs> 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 and i remember thinking if that if that's what I got for the best line in my act, like I'm I'm screwed. There's nothing I can do for these <laughs> yeah. people. They're not they're gonna hate everything in the next 35 minutes too. And they did. They didn't disappoint. And it was it was awful. I still have the show recorded, but no one will ever hear it. Please. Yeah, no. you got you got to put it out. Come on. No, no. There's no way. There's no way. It's just you should, me. You should play and it I could just and put critique it. <laughs> me me standing see what i did there yeah. see look at that look in my eyes let's pause see that's where i feel like i should quit right there yeah, you can see my soul leaving my body at this exact moment yeah. that's right and then here's the moment where that guy kind of smiled and it carried me through the next 10 minutes <laughs> that's worth Awful. watching that's yeah it really content. truly is yeah no it was bad <laughs> and i've had shows like that i remember doing a kid's show really early on in my career at the elementary school in Niverville, Manitoba. And oh. I had no material. I was like stealing material from other kids' performers. I was singing songs from 1960s comedians. <laughs> and uh, it was just awful. And I remember literally looking into the crowd and a dad had his arms crossed, his head back, and he was asleep. Oh. He, was, he was just straight up sleeping, going like... <laughs> and, I, and I thought to myself, I'm not the best children's entertainer, but at least I'm gonna really entertain the adults. And then at that moment, I was like, nope, not even the adults. The kids hate me. <laughs> The dads hate me. And then I remember leaving and I left so quickly because I was so embarrassed and mortified by my performance. I was just leaving quickly with my big magic suitcase. This is when I was doing magic way back in the day, <laughs> carrying my like suitcase full of magic down the street, like Charlie Brown music playing. Doo, 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 doo. And then as I'm walking away, I, somebody yells, Matt. And I'm like, yes. And I turn around and the, the woman who booked me ran up and she's like, I forgot to pay you. Here you go. And taking that check was the most depressing thing. Because <laughs> there was like a hesitation, a moment where she was kind of expecting me to say, no, it's like, okay. No, yeah. it's okay. Don't worry mm -hmm. about it. But I just took it. I'm like, give me that money. <laughs> and she, it was just this awkward. Like, I was like, oh, thank you. And she's like, thank you. And then I just left. And I was like, this is awful. It's like what she says to like the students that are struggling in class. You good did a job. really yeah. good job. Yeah. I liked how you kept going. <laughs> Even in the middle there, when it looked a little dicey, you just kept talking. And I think that's really special. I think that's really special. Here's your $75. No, no, that's okay. Keep it. Um, yeah. 
yeah, that's right. perseverance will really help you in the future. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Use this to maybe buy a joke book or something. <laughs> Take a master class. I don't know. <laughs> something on YouTube. Um, but anyways, um, speaking of future stuff, uh, I was watching yeah. another one of your, your Instagram videos and, uh, Apparently you had you had auditioned for like a Dax Shepard movie and Frozen Two. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> these are fun stories to tell because in on one hand they're like people are surprised and they say, "Oh, that's really cool that you got these opportunities," but then immediately on the other hand they go, "Wow, you failed at a lot of different opportunities." <laughs> so yeah, Dax. Sh- yeah. Um, did I did I mention Dax Shepard? What did I, I did, say? I don't know how and- much I was allowed to actually say. <laughs> well, what did in, I the, say in, in the video, in the video that you did, it was uh, basically that you were you had auditioned for the Scooby Doo movie, and then yes, you okay. got like approved or not approved, but like apparently Dak Shepard was producing it or directing it, and he wanted to see you again or something. Yeah, from what I remember, Dax was uh, da- we're on a first name basis, Dax and I. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, D Dog is what I call him, and uh, so D Dog <laughs> was writing it and he was directing it, and. Uh, so I call up Dax. I say, yo, what, what do you want? What do you want with, no. Um, so my, <laughs> the agents had brought this to me and it was Scooby-Doo and they wanted me to audition for Scooby-Doo. So I did, but the Scooby-Doo had a lot more lines in this uh, version. Yeah. So he had actual dialogue. Like it wasn't just like, <laughs> and like, <laughs> like it wasn't just that stuff. You actually had to like say like paragraphs of dialogue. So they needed oh, a new interpretation kind of of the character. So I put together this thing and I did it and I got what's called a director's callback, which is that the director specifically said he wanted to see me again. So that in this case was Dak Shepard. So I got to, got to record a callback and then um, uh, Dak Shepard actually left the project uh, after that. Right after? I remember yeah. it was immediately after <laughs> something about making poor decisions. I don't know. No. Uh, we saw not, him at not, that seed board event. Yeah, he was at the seeding <laughs> event. I was like, Dax? And he's like, I'm changing careers. No, he, so I got the callback and I did another thing. And then I remember always like looking online, like saying, I wonder like, there's any more news about Scoob? And then one time I looked and it was, um, Dax Shepard has left the project. And I was like, oh no, that's not a good sign for me. And then years later, actually it was just recently, it came out and they got the guy who did the voice originally to do, I'm like, why were you casting other people? Like when you have the, it's like the queen of England, you know, it's like, we're going to look for someone else for the queen of England for a little bit. Uh, we'll just you know, stick we, with Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we like yeah, what she's yeah. been doing, but we want to go in a little different direction. It's like, why were you <laughs> casting other people? This guy is the best in the world. Well, he isn't is that, who we do. Isn't that the Meghan Markle thing? No. Auditioning her for the queen? No. Yeah. <laughs> then they're sticking Are with they? the same one. <laughs> should they, they should. Just give Meghan a chance. Yeah. And <laughs> she didn't want it. Um, She'll bring some life back to the role. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, have you seen her Christmas addresses? I love you know, Elizabeth. No, we're uh, she's we watch the it. we watch <laughs> the Crown too, and we're like just big. We're big Queen Elizabeth fans. We really are. Bumper stickers and everything. We got the yeah, we got the bumper stickers. <laughs> Long live the Queen. Honk if you like royal stuff. God save the Queen plays every morning. That's yeah. right. We wake up and we put our hands on our hearts and we just <laughs> we have a little picture of her. It's a stamp, but it's still a picture. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Um, and as for Frozen 2, what part yeah. did you audition for? Um, I don't, okay. Have you seen it? Have you seen the film? Yeah. So there's a character named Ryder in there. It's, he, I think he has, he doesn't have that many lines. It's a, it's kind of a minor character in the second one. Um, he's one of the, they meet uh, uh, a guy and a girl in the woods. And yeah. uh, this was the guy. <laughs> so, but when I auditioned, I didn't even know um, anything about it. Uh. 
they're very, very secretive. So they said it was for Frozen 2. They didn't give me dialogue from the actual script. They gave me um, uh, yeah. a different, a different uh, line from a, a different play, actually. And uh, they said, sing a song like in the theme of this. <laughs> so they gave me another song and they said, now give me a song in that kind of theme. So they didn't give any information away. So I had no clue. But I was really excited, obviously. I'm a huge Disney fan. So I went in, I did the best I could. And it wasn't good enough. <laughs> went with the same guy as before. No. <laughs> That's right. They went with apparently riders and established character. No, it was, but that was really cool. That was the, I think that, that felt like the highest I'd ever shot as far, like my biggest chance yeah. in this. Mm-hmm. And it was actually one of my last auditions before my agency dropped me. So oh, thanks no. for bringing this up, Reg. <gasps> this has been just such a trip down memory lane. Oh, man. Sorry. No. <laughs> It's I, I have a, I have a, I talk about this in my, in my live stage show, but no one is seeing my live stage show now because it's <laughs> against the law. Uh, yeah, but that's fair. no, so I've, no, I've been talking about it a lot as this was, this was a couple of years ago already that all this stuff happened, but yeah, it, it was a very tumultuous couple of years of my life. They were sending me for all these different auditions and doing all this crazy stuff. And then, uh, um, and then they, they all of a sudden just stopped. Everything just halted, <laughs> completely halted. And, uh, and just, yeah, it was over. It was just huh, as quick as it just began, like it was over. Hmm. It was, yeah. And I, I've come to find that that's apparently um, like kind of a thing. It's normal. I've talked to a couple <laughs> other comics that uh, that have had similar situations kind of happen with them. I guess it's a strategy with agencies. You grab someone new and you put them out as for as many things as possible. And then if anything sticks, uh, great. And if it doesn't, you just stop. I uh. also... I also to defend my ego slightly. I also said no to a lot of things. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a very, I'm very particular with what Fair. I do. I, I, so I, that's I, not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It was we we had certain lines that we didn't want to cross, and we didn't want to we didn't want to move out of uh, Canada. We didn't want to move to California, which was apparently a great move. <laughs> yeah, apparently, definitely. good good foresight on our part. It worked out. Yeah. So it just, it just, I guess, wasn't, uh, wasn't the, the dream that they had in mind. So they, <laughs> is, is, there anything, is there anything that jumps out to you that you said no to that like made it big or something? Um, no, nothing. No, no, nothing no, yet. Okay. Most of the stuff that I, I said no to, I haven't, uh, hasn't seen the light of day. So, oh, wow. Well, yeah. Worked out then. Yeah. I mean, well, I suppose so. Well, a lot of, a lot of it past the finish line. That's maybe you never know. Yeah. A lot of these things though, they're pilots, so like pilot episodes and yeah. most pilot episodes don't get made, but you, or they don't get picked up, I should say, yeah. but you go out, you, you film them and you get paid for doing them and all that kind of stuff. And then they just don't get picked up one in a million, like one in, I don't know how many get picked <laughs> up and then those actually go on to become series. But uh, yeah, so it, it, it is common that most scripts that you'd audition for would never actually, you know, see the light of day the regular like the general public wouldn't see it that's fair. right I, I yeah, that there's, a lot of, there's a lot of writers out in hollywood i think that just write that's all they do is write pilots and just that's how they make their living yeah and there's a i think there's probably a lot of actors who are making the majority of their living just doing pilots that don't end up actually getting picked up but that's a whole thing pilot season is a big deal you mm-hmm. go out you audition for all these pilots and you um, you get cast in some and, and they don't get picked up and you just keep going because you're getting, you're getting paid for it, but it, you know, yeah. and then all of a sudden something will get picked up one day and then boom, you never know. Like Will Arnett, I was listening to an interview with Will Arnett and Arrested Development came out of nowhere, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know? Right. And then all of a sudden something like that gets picked up and now your, your whole career, your whole life is completely changed. It's always like when you, you randomly see all the new shows coming out on whatever, like CTV or NBC, that type of stuff. And you like watch the little trailers and I'm like, 
who greenlit that? <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, what's like, some... they're six episodes in, they're gone. <laughs> yeah, and that and that happens. I feel like they don't probably don't give them the light of like the chance that they should. Like Seinfeld yeah. didn't do well in the beginning either, but right. they just they kept going and it became Seinfeld. So yeah. I think sometimes like the network should be nurturing these things more. I yeah. think definitely think there's obviously there's stuff on TV that shouldn't be on TV, <laughs> but there's there's a lot of a lot of amazing scripts that. Uh, that uh, don't go anywhere that really should remember the first audition i ever did was for a netflix crime drama called seven seconds which ended up i i did audition for that um they they wanted me to audition for the character fish rinaldi he was this tough <laughs> grizzled new jersey detective please and make that your stage name fish, fish rinaldi sounds fish rinaldi. like some kind of batman mob boss that's right <laughs> Well, and he he was like this tough, grizzled guy. And I remember thinking to myself, your viewers can't see me, but you guys can. Go Google a picture of me. I'm. This is not the face of a grizzled New Jersey detective. It's like when they cast um, Jesse, what's his name? Eisenberg, Eisenberg? for Lex Luthor. Mm. Or it's like when they cast Jesse Eisenberg for anything. Yeah. No, it's fine. I'm kidding. I love, I'm, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding, Jesse. He's an excellent actor, but. Yes, he, he truly listen, is. So well, he'll, he'll be okay. I, and, you, and who am I? I just, I just went on like a 20-minute tirade of how I got rejected for every audition I ever did. <laughs> and then I have the gall to make fun of any yeah. actor who got any part ever. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg is like 20 times ten more talented than I will ever be because people said yes to him. <laughs> to this day, no one has said yes to me. Except yeah. that Two Idiots podcast. That's they right. Said yes. They did it. <laughs> Twice. We saw the potential. We saw the talent. We had to bring yeah. you in. Yeah. Well, you know what? And as long as you guys appreciate me, then I'll be fine. I, never <laughs> I don't need, believe you. I don't, need any, I don't need any real validation. <laughs> Just throwing jabs. <laughs> this is what happens in quarantine. I get really, yeah. really defensive and really saucy. B- yeah. bitter and jaded. <laughs> like for most people. Um, yeah, that's right. How are you filling your time? Um, just crying a lot. <laughs> I feel like most comedy is going to be about like Zoom or you know, like sitting on your couch or whatever. There's definitely going to be a lot of yeah. quarantine comedy coming out. Yeah, I yeah. refuse. Yeah, I refuse. I, 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 we've talked about it already. I'm like, I don't think that because I know that it's going to be so saturated, and I know there's like people who are better at that kind of comedy, like like current kind of stuff. They're True. they're going to totally like like overshadow me anyway so i'm not even attempting any of it but no we're we're doing we're we're being very creative we're, there's a lot more time like show business is is a huge mix of creativity and administration and you never have time for the creativity you only yeah. are doing administrative work like right. i'm most of my days are spent answering emails filling out contracts and prepping for shows that I'm about to do. And that usually means taking the material that, you know, I've already written and like formatting it and putting it in the right order and all that kind of stuff. But the stuff that we really want to be doing, which is like writing new stuff and and pushing ourselves in different ways and creating new things. It's really hard to carve out the time for that kind of stuff. And this quarantine and isolation stuff has really opened up a huge chunk of time to be (laughs) super creative so we're writing a ton of stuff we are uh producing a lot of videos yeah if you go to my youtube page there's all sorts of of fresh and fun content that's out there and uh yeah so that's what we've been doing mostly is is just trying to be creative and then gardening as well (laughs) the last week has been warm you have to start gardening it's it's a it's a government mandated uh, <laughs> hobby. No, and I'm a big birder. So on my birthday we did a lot of birding 
which is a lot of fun. And birding, birding is right. you can do anywhere. You can do it from inside your house. You can do it separated from people. The birds don't want a bunch of people anyway around. I was going to say, that's a verb that I'm not familiar with. I yeah. assume that's like bird watching. Do you, do you have your shotgun, your shotgun bird call ready yet? I no, I don't have it made yet. But yes, bird birding is uh, just what birders call bird watching. Uh, okay, it's a okay, way for yeah. us to feel better than you. It's like hipster bird watching. Yeah, okay. No, it's, it's no, talk. it's like old school bird watching. They've uh, always called it birding. It's a real. Yeah. It's just that's what they say. No, it's yeah, it's uh, watching, <laughs> studying, and seeing as many birds as as you can, different types of species and what have you. That's cool. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's it's a hobby that no one really cares about. I do now. I look what got, what got you into it? it? Yeah. Uh, the movie The Big Year. The Big oh, okay. Year. There's familiar. a movie with Jack Black, Owen Wilson, and Steve Martin called The Big uh, Year, which okay, we actually yeah. just watched on my birthday again. And <laughs> I, I watched that, and we loved that movie, my wife and I, Sabrina and I. And uh, so that was kind of what started this whole thing. And it was last summer. I got some uh, bird-watching apps on my phone. And oh. I just started taking it a little bit more seriously, started like really trying to notice what I was looking for, keeping track of the different birds I was seeing. And uh, I've been kind of growing more and more obsessed as it's been going on for my birthday. I got, um, my wife got me a birding journal, which is what, and field for field notes and journaling. So if you sketch and you take note of what you've seen does and it, where you does saw Does it look it. as cool as it sounds? Yes, 100%. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how I cool it sounds, but yes, 100%. <laughs> A hundred percent. See, I took it as genuine. You're like, did you look at that? I'm like, uh-huh. Yes, Reg, it that's does. That's the passion coming oh, out, man. I'm so yeah. excited. And then, authentic birder. That's right. And I have, uh, I got uh, a Sibley's, Sibley's uh, uh, intro basic birding. So it's like this book about how to get into birding and like the, the basics of like learning how to bird watch. And then I got uh, uh, a field guide as well, which is an essential item. You have <laughs> pictures of all the birds in yeah. the eastern part of Canada and the US and uh, what they're like and all that good stuff. Huh. See the expressions a, that you two have yeah. right now? This is how everyone looks and sounds when I talk about this. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I do find it interesting. It's just funny. Yeah, it's cool. I ex- no, I you don't. It. I, I, I do. Um, <laughs> but just the, the different uh, paths we've, we've, we've walked this episode. It's interesting. <laughs> Your audience is losing all respect for me. So let me get this straight. He's super into <laughs> musical theater, super into watching birds. Doesn't have a lot of time for creativity and has failed at every single audition he's ever went out for. He's a superstar. He is on fire. 31's looking up. It's all downhill from here. That's amazing. Um, And how's, uh, how's your son? Doing well? My son is doing amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. three years old now, and oh, wow. uh, he's crushing it. He's crushing life. He's putting the sentences together. He's like f- way funnier than I'll ever be. He's done this thing <laughs> recently where uh, he says because in a very specific way on purpose to make us laugh. He says because. <laughs> and every time he says it, we laugh. Yeah. And now he says it all the time. So we'll say, like, Kyra, why are you so cute? And he'll go, because <laughs> and then we'll we'll anyway so he's he's way funnier than i am and he's amazing and he's uh it's funny because like having you you guys have kids yes randy i do yeah okay so i think like having a kid is just so amazing during this time because it really puts your perspective in the right spot because you can like feel all jumbled and be like oh i'm stuck at home <laughs> but your your son or your daughter or your kids they need you 
and they need you to be that constant source of like steadiness and they kind of put things in perspective like well i have this amazing family what do i have to be sad about so yeah i think you know my boy has definitely yeah definitely been just like such a a lifesaver during this time i definitely experienced that too like i was off work for a few weeks as well and in that time my daughter she's just about 10 months old now she started crawling like she was just standing on furniture and then as i was home she started crawling and now she's moving and now she won't stop moving and i've lost all containment and like it's just it's 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 cool because i wouldn't have been able to probably see that for the first time had i been at work so that was definitely a really cool experience Man, see, that's amazing. Yeah, that's so cool. And I think this is the, this thing is going to make people realize what we've taken for granted. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, 100%. It's, yeah. it's forcing us to slow down. It's forcing us to like, um, um, there's a Hebrew word called Shabbat, mm-hmm. which just means, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, it just means literally to stop. Right. And, you know, and they would just, and, and every, every Sabbath, you know, in the Jewish community, which is Saturday, it would just like, they would just stop. They would stop everything they were doing and they would just rest and they would just, you know, spend time doing what's important and doing what's crucial and remembering that their life is not in their hands, remembering that their future is not in their hands. They don't control their own destiny and just like getting their heads and hearts and spirits in this, in this right spot. And I think this COVID-19 self-isolation thing has been the rest of the world's Shabbat. We've been forced to Shabbat. We've been forced to have this Sabbath where we just have to, for not all of us, obviously there's people out there, essential workers that are working their tails off harder than they ever have. But like for a lot of us in this time of going, what are we doing? You know, like I'm so bored, blah, blah, blah. Like this is a time for us to refocus and to remember that we're not in charge of our own futures. We're not in charge of our own destinies. We're clearly not in control of everything as look what's going on. You know, like we're, as much as we try, we're going to screw things up. So it's a time for us, I think, to if if we use it properly to really reconnect yeah. back to, mm-hmm. to the, the way of thinking that's important and helpful because we that's get exactly so caught up in busyness. Yeah. So Yeah, well, that's that's probably the main takeaway is, is the fact that now that everybody's being forced to relax and just, you know, experience life <laughs> as opposed to constantly yeah. filling the calendar and being like, okay, what do we have this weekend? What are we doing tomorrow? What's, what's the kids got up now? What's going on? Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's like now right. you can kind of like decompress and just relax a little bit. Yeah. So and it's, it's, often it's busier because if you have kids at home too, you're, you're, um, you're homeschooling, you're like having to be even more active than you were before, but even that's good. It's forcing people like me who always want to be moving on to the next thing and doing something else. And I'm a seven on the Enneagram scale, if any of your viewers remember or know what that is. Um, But for me, it's really, really healthy to just not do much. Like to be yeah. there with my boy as he wants to play and to just mm-hmm. be in the house and not always going, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? But to say, just stay in the moment, stay in the present. That's really healthy for me. So that's, uh, that's been a, a challenge for me. And as, but it, this is forcing me to do it and it's hopefully making me a better person. Hopefully. I think we'll <laughs> we'll find out in a year or two. <laughs> yeah. We don't know yet. Yeah. Maybe by 40, we'll see what happens. Yeah. 40 that's going to be a good decade i got a good feeling about that one <laughs> things are really looking up after that's that. going to be yeah. solid yeah you got nine years to catch up you'll be all right. 40 is the new 30 baby <laughs> that's like see you said nine years and i was like because i'm only 30 now and then you're like you got i'm like all oh, right i'm 31 i'm now it's, <laughs> see time is flying fast i it's don't weird. know about this yeah it kind of just yeah same thing like i'm i'm 29 turning 30 and what month are we May, March, April. Um, oh, it's all blending together. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, either way, in June, I'll be 30. And I don't really feel any sort of angst about it yet, but we'll see as the date gets closer how I feel. 
Yeah. It's one of those things that you, even if you feel fine about it, those little, little voices are always going to sneak up. It's just a matter of how, how much you want to like give those voices power. Yeah. Well, Randy, you and I are both turning 30 this year. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I'll be a few weeks after you. And like you said, it's like, it's almost the, the pressure of like, did I do enough in my twenties? Like, can I justify going to my thirties? Am I adult enough? Like, it's just like that thing, right? Can I justify? Yeah. It's as if you can say, you know what? I'm not going to turn 30. Yeah. yeah. I'm 29 I mean, forever. There's, there's a lot of people that have done that. A lot of people who have just refused to turn 30. <laughs> 29 huh. forever. It's also like, also Jesus started his ministry at 30. You know, you by 31, he was a third of his way through the most powerful ministry that the earth has ever seen. So it's kind of like by 31, I'm like, oh no, I haven't really done a lot. You know, <laughs> yeah. In comparison. It's a good so, perspective. Yeah. True. Yeah, like true. A lot of, Makes me want to hustle. Yeah. Even a lot of comics or, or uh, writers or producers and stuff. Very often it's not till they're whatever, late mm-hmm. 30s, 40s, 50s, and suddenly yeah. they get their, you know, wind in their sails or whatever. And yeah. Now it's also reframing success. I think that's a big thing to help you kind of out of these ang- anxious th- thoughts is going, what is success? Like success to me is, is this like weird thing off into the horizon that we're never going to really ch- get. It's yeah. this thing that like someone asked Rockefeller, uh, how much money does a man need to be satisfied? And his answer was just a little bit more than he has. and that's the thing is is success is like that too how much success do you need in order for you to tell yourself that you've accomplished enough i think it's going to be just a little bit more than you have right now it's elusive and it's unattainable if you reframe success then i think that's the only way that we can be truly content with our success when i look around and say i'm able to like be a stand-up comedian (laughs) like as an actual Mm. job and you know my family is amazing and beautiful and happy like that's that's and that's incredibly successful and these things i can't take credit for you know but (laughs) this is it's still it it can make you content not in just okay i want to i want to attain this or do that because those goals are always going to change and they can be make them a little bit more fluid and make make your vision of success a little bit more um realistic i think well and so often you hear people that you know they've reach the pinnacle of whatever career or, or thing they're going for once they reach it suddenly they are feeling unfulfilled right so what they mm-hmm. thought was success like you said or what they've reached their whatever their peak now yeah. they're like well what's next like what yeah. <laughs> like like yeah. Warren buffett or Je- jeff bezos right like you have all the money in the world but like why wouldn't you stop but there's always that yeah. little bit probably a little thing in their brain where it's like you know i can make another billion just for fun yeah <laughs> And I think that's what's wrong with the world is them going, is people going like, if I could just get a little bit more, if I can just like, cause it's, I think the the healthiest we can become is when we stop consuming and start giving back. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. when we stop taking for ourselves and we stop like success is if I can get all of this, then I'll be happy. Instead of saying, maybe saying success would be if I can give as much as I can just give of myself, you know, die to yourself and die to your own needs and live for other people. I think that's, that's way more successful, way more healthy, and will actually help the world more than you hoarding, um, you know, accolades or money or whatever it is. Yeah, I do love that. Even even with COVID, it sounds like there are a lot of communities where, um, like, people are doing social distancing birthday parties or yeah. people are reaching out more than they probably ever did um, to just connect, uh, which I hope will bring kind of a sense of community that a lot of people don't necessarily have or don't have time for quote unquote right you actually be out talking to your neighbors and stuff right as you're doing yard work because you're stuck at home now you are going to get to know your neighborhood better yeah yeah and i think yeah taking it realizing that we shouldn't be taking this stuff for granted i think is going to be a big thing too like obviously when this stuff all ends there's going to be a fear 
kind of period where people are going to be allowed to talk to each other, but they're going to be like a little like, maybe just don't touch me. Uh, but I think as we keep going, we're going to realize that community is, is really important. Yep. There's huge like studies and research going into loneliness and kind of how that works and how like it affects you physically as, as well as emotionally. So mm-hmm. um, I think we're working in the right direction. Anyways, to, to peel off of that, I want to quickly do a, a quick rapid fire um, question period. If you're in Ooh, allow me to drink some water before we start, because oh, it's, I have it's a feeling gonna, like it's, it's not like an auctioneer, <laughs> but you'll be right. <laughs> is that your Clorox? <laughs> this is yeah. This is well, one part Clorox, <laughs> one part Windex. This is the good stuff, baby. Bartender, another one. I should yeah. point out: don't inject bleach or Clorox into your body. <laughs> Disclaimer. You know what? How about this? Anything that President Trump says to do, why don't you go ahead and just try the opposite of that? Just don't do it. Yeah. Chances yeah. are that might be better. <laughs> and they're gonna have to bring back the "Don't you put it in your mouth" PSA for that. <laughs> Don't you stuff it in your face. Though it might look good to eat. Though like a muffin anyway. or a beet. Like a muffin or a beet. Yeah. Anyways, that was that was great. We should start our own little 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 troop. Um, I think we just anyways. did. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I think we just did. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Let's. Uh, I have a couple of questions here. We'll see how it goes. Um, and I mean, I'll ask you, Matt, first, and then Randy will answer these as too as well. All right. Favorite clean comic? Go. Not including yourself. Ooh, okay, but it changes all the time. Right now, I'm going to say um, uh, Nate Bargatze. Never heard of him. Cool. Randy, favorite clean I, comic. Wow. I'm going to say Matt Falk because I don't really listen to this clean comedy, quote, wow. quote, unquote. Wow. So Matt Falk is my favorite. Both of those, you guys made me feel horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say Matt Falk because I don't listen to clean comedy. <laughs> if you're clean comedy, I enjoy. I just typically, my comic is wow. are more vulgar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> um, I think is Neil Brennan clean? I can't remember. Um, but anyways, I don't. I don't necessarily care whether they're clean or dirty. But I'm gonna say Matt Falk too, just because he's here. Hey. Hey. Wow, you guys both gave non-answers. Like that, that was fun. Like that? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Favorite dirty comic, if you have one. Well, it, it would have to be Robin Williams. Ooh, good pick. Good pick. Mm. I. Uh, I. Um, I, 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 the more, the more time goes on, the more I miss that man. He was yeah. one of the reasons I went into this business. Um, and he was, he was just such a amazingly sweet, wonderful man. And he definitely wasn't clean by any stretch of the imagination, but, uh, boy, boy, oh boy, did his, his light shine brightly, man. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. he was an amazing man. Almost burned the lights out when he was on in performance, but yeah, he certainly did. Randy favorite dirty comic um probably dave chappelle oh i've always been a big chappelle fan i've watched pretty much all of his specials he's they just you know struck struck a chord with me and i've always really enjoyed his work that's fair mine is jim jeffries all right moving on um stuck on an island forever you have one movie one book and one type of food to eat forever what is it i go first yeah oh jeez. okay um Okay, so well, my actual answer for the book would be the Bible, but I'm gonna to stay outside of that because <laughs> it makes me, makes you guys feel like that's kind of a cop out answer. Um, <laughs> it, it would be Lord of the Rings then, because you want something long and substantial uh, that you can really get into again and again. Um, a movie, uh, um, the the Lord Bible the on video, but uh, <laughs> so as not to sound too. But I would say Lord of the Rings then, and. Uh, <laughs> 
food. Only one food forever. Uh, Chinese food. It would be Chinese food. Um, it just, would be the like, whole, just the just whole. A buffet. A Chinese buffet. <laughs> That's fair. And then That's I fair. can use the buffet table as a boat. <laughs> smart. To leave the smart island. Man. Ahead. Smart yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Randy. Movie, book, food. Oh, movie, book, food. Movie, I'm going to say Jurassic Park. Incorrect. Book, <laughs> book I'm going to say probably also Jurassic Park. I enjoy the book as well. I'm just going to go all dinosaurs here. And then uh, food, I'm bringing five guys. Oh. Oh. Yeah. What last than I have in long? Just Claude Carter. Wait, what a horrible yeah, decision we both made of bringing the same book and movie because we're going to be so bored. <laughs> like, I feel like I've seen this recently. You'll be like miming, miming critiques between yeah. the book and the movie this for your garbage. Instagram. It's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same. <laughs> uh, okay. Movie, Shawshank Redemption, book, uh, let's say Game of Thrones, and food, pizza forever. Pizza. Ooh. Um, we already touched on favorite musical, which is just happenstance, but, um, okay, we'll move on. Beer or wine, if you had to pick? Wine. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I can't, I haven't gotten into beer. There's oh. not a beer that I really like. I'm so sorry, but wine, there's all sorts of wines that I like. I was offended, but thank you for apologizing. That's You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, beer, I feel, is an acquired taste. Like, if someone doesn't like it, I get it. Yeah. yeah. So is wine. You got to push oh. past all of these things. Right. We do it only because we want to look cool. That's the only reason anyone <laughs> yeah. drinks alcohol or drinks coffee. Because the first oh, yeah. 10 times you drink any of these things, they're disgusting. But I we still do hate them. coffee. Yeah. I drink but it every do day. It. Yeah, I drink coffee every day. And, I, and we do it because we are horribly insecure, pathetic <laughs> human beings that desperately are trying to fit in with the older people in our lives. That's the only reason anyone does any of this garbage. And even though I'm the, also do them, but let's be honest. I, I drink wine and I drink coffee because I'm desperately insecure. And I, at least I was when I was younger. And now it's a habit. This has changed my entire perspective on my yeah, life. Take yeah. that, losers. I'm going beer all the way. Yeah, me too. I can't drink wine. Um, Fruit Loops or Lucky Charms? Holy cow. Lucky Charms. Wow. Fruit, Fruit Loops, 100%. Fruit Loops all day. Lucky Charms, once you eat all the marshmallows, it's just mushy goo. No, that's wrong. No. That's so wrong. It's not mushy goo. Inaccurate. It's wonderful. <laughs> and you don't eat the marshmallows first. What are you, an animal? You eat the other stuff first, <laughs> and you leave all the marshmallows behind, so your milk becomes Smart. colorful, and you can take multiple spoonfuls of only marshmallows. Okay. It's like you've never done this before. <laughs> can see that i'm wrong but i also prefer fruit loops regardless even i, I take your point but thank you, you know yeah uh first word that pops into your head turtle why was it turtle, <laughs> turtle? any first word right now sprinkles <laughs> uh the minute you said sprinkles i just thought of balloons and i don't know why so so we Our got turtles, sprinkles, broken. and balloons. <laughs> it's a party. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Yes. No. I would have said something differently years ago, but I've changed. I've evolved. <laughs> You're more mature. You're older now. <laughs> yep, I'm 31. Yeah. I have no time for this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I also agree. Pineapple is a wonderful topping, and it definitely belongs on pizza. No. Uh, Randy wrong. is wrong. 
Okay, this one could be controversial. Are Pop-Tarts ravioli? Technically? No. No. <laughs> it's inside like a pastry type. No. We outside with the inside. No. No? No? Listen, Are you sure? Are it's you sure? not. Okay. There's a, <laughs> I forgot I the didn't, term. I didn't make this up. I saw it online. Then you could say like is a pierogi ravioli. And is a hot dog a sandwich? People ask these questions to me all the time at Q&As, and I'm sick of them. I'm sick of them. (laughs) Because it's not about, oh, technically, what does your heart tell you? What does your heart tell you? Your heart tells you that it's not ravioli, okay? It's not, because you can't put a sauce on it. You don't need it. Just stop it. Stop trying to change what we know just because you're bored, internet. Okay, a hot dog is not a sandwich, it's a hot dog. A Pop-Tart is not ravioli, it is a Pop-Tart. It's barely food, okay? Yeah, that'll, so that'll got it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, okay. Matt gets a little defensive about Pop-Tarts. Oh, is oatmeal soup? <laughs> no! <laughs> they are similar, sure. Depends they have similar qualities, yeah. okay? Is a, a raven soup. a crow? Is a raven a crow? No, they are different species. But Matt, they're both black and they both fly and eat dead things. No. <laughs> Just because something That's is fair. similar does not mean it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> to be to be fair, you put enough water in oatmeal and then it's just oat soup, but we'll move on. True. Um, Incorrect. <laughs> I, I don't care. Um, I'm just being a contrarian. Um, <laughs> That's the type a v- of bird. Contrary, oh, really? I saw one yesterday. No, I'm kidding. I was like, no way. <laughs> I could totally see some like British guy in the 1800s. Naming hey, a look, a contrarian. <laughs> Yellow-breasted contrarian. <laughs> Listen to its sound. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> Make to differ. Make to differ. Actually, actually. Um, um, <laughs> well... <laughs> that's rough uh that was good um become a vegan forever or eat bacon for every meal forever oh uh a vegan forever so that you wouldn't die in eight days <laughs> assume assume that you won't necessarily die in eight days what what does what what your heart tell you matt so what your heart tell you? <laughs> my heart tells me stop putting bacon in me nonstop because i can't beat any longer no i would i would i would choose being a vegan um sure. My conscious already is leading, is pushing me in that direction. So if these are my only two options, then I would, I'd be going there. I believe that, Randy. True. I love bacon, but I'd have to choose being vegan because you need yeah. variety. That's fair. Yeah, likewise. And I'm married to one, so she already has recipes ready. It's perfect. There, there you go. go. Um, Eat. All right. Favorite Disney princess. Um. Oh, uh, Belle. Huh. Okay. Beauty and the Beast was a big one for me growing up, and and was kind of the theme of our wedding. So, oh, nice. Um, yeah. Which, when I think about it, <laughs> feels kind insulting. Of <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think my wife. I, I. It wasn't like my wife going. It's definitely Beauty and the Beast. It was a mutual decision. But still, now that I think back, I wondered to myself. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, mine was themed that way too, but nobody knew. Um, anyways. <laughs> it was a subtle theme. <laughs> Randy, favorite Disney princess? Uh, does Mulan count? Yes, huh? of course. Okay, yes, well then, then Mulan is my choice. And That's I'm very a- sad that a live action movie, they are apparently splitting like the commander of the troops, you know, does the let's get down to play that song. Johnny yeah. Osmond, yeah. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not, he's not having his own role in the live action movie. They split it into two people. Why? That's ridiculous. 
I don't know. It makes me yeah. sad. And they added that random witch lady or whatever. But mm-hmm. Otherwise, that movie looks pretty sweet. Yeah, I but haven't Mulan, been following. Mulan is my choice. Okay, that's a good choice. It's a great choice. Um, my favorite, my favorite, my favorite. Um, uh, uh, Jasmine. Oh, um, Aladdin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meg would have been a close second for me if she counts. Oh, Meg. Yeah. <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> You're on fire. Um, okay, this one's uh, just for you, Matt, and then we can shut her down. Um, best. Thank worst. goodness. <laughs> Wait, what? I thought oh. I muted my mic. Hang on. Sorry. I'm still figuring this Zoom thing out. Where's the cough button? I understand. Uh, I don't take it personally. I'm over it. Um. <laughs> I love this, by the way. You guys yeah. are amazing at this. I'm, I'd come on your podcast anytime. Wonderful. Um, pants or no pants? Anyways, uh, best or worst, <laughs> best and worst venues you've performed at? Oh, okay. <clears throat> so I'm just going to go by instinct because I could overthink this like crazy. Um, <laughs> So the best venue I've performed at, um, it would be a toss up between, no, I'm just gonna give, give you one, that's a cop out. Okay, uh, the Burton coming, no, not Burton, uh, Pantages Playhouse Theater. Oh, nice. Pantages Playhouse Theater in Winnipeg. Charlie Chaplin performed on that stage. For real? Uh, it is, for real. Really? Yeah, he was touring, Charlie Chaplin played on that stage. I've done Pantages a couple times now. I even got to play piano and sing a stupid song on Pantages <laughs> stage. It is a gorgeous theater and it is, is super old and it makes you feel like you're doing something with your life. It is a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful place. Um, Other than training contrarians, right? Anyways. That's right. You don't want to train a contrarian because they just, they're <laughs> stubborn. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. disagree, disagree. <laughs> and worst venue. Well, I've played a lot of houses. Oh, so I've, I, I think a house would probably be the worst <laughs> when you show up and it's just a guy's basement and it's just, it's awful. Um, You're welcome anytime. Count? Yeah. Does that count? Because I've, I've done a lot where like people have set up chairs, they've tried to make it nice. It never works. Yeah. It's, well, it's just, yeah. it always makes me feel like sad. <laughs> just, <laughs> it just doesn't quite have the same effect. Yeah. It's, uh, I've, I've heard of people doing like backyard comedy shows and it's like for sure it, uh, it doesn't sound like it quite lands but backyard is a little better than inside the house though actually i think the worst i ever did was in a restaurant they it was like a section of a restaurant so the restaurant was still running they didn't shut it down <laughs> and so you, you know how sometimes you go in these little private rooms yeah and so there's like a little private room one long table and like no room anywhere around there to kind of stand so i had no microphone and i just kind of walked around the table shouting comedy at the people <laughs> as they were sitting down it was while they're eating yeah well it was awful yeah. yeah that sounds great anyways that's fantastic um, oh i have a quick question are there any okay. historic comedy venues that you haven't played that you want to i i would love the the main goal would be to do something on broadway so oh, right. like you know there's there's uh, which theater i don't care you know, and I'm not, I'm not picky. Only the Schubert's theater. Like, I'll, 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 I won't perform for anyone but the Schubert's. Uh, but I think, yeah, watching uh, Robin Williams' 2000 special live on Broadway, you know, yeah. in my mind, the epitome of stand-up comedy is getting to do a show on Broadway. So that's so cool. Somewhere, somewhere there, I would love, I would love it to see it. It seems less there. common now. Like everybody mm-hmm. wants to go like Madison Square Garden or, or like yeah. the big arenas. But... Well, Mike Birbiglia did uh, his, his special, the new one on Broadway. Oh, really? That was, okay, yeah. yeah, that was on Broadway. Uh, though Birbiglia is, uh, is special that way. I think Nathan Lane produced one of his shows even. 
No kidding. Yeah, oh, his okay. uh, sleep sleepwalk with me was produced by Nathan Lane. So I love if I'm voice. remembering correctly, yeah, Nathan's wonderful. Nathan has a way of talking where he like vomits out the last bit of his word. He's always <laughs> uh, his punchlines always vomited out. <clears throat> so I heard one time he's like, "I was in that new movie Twilight Eclipse, and just like the real thing, you should never look directly at it." You know, he's always like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> Look at that! I went over there, right? It's, yeah, it's it's almost it's almost Trumpian, but like in a good way. <laughs> in a way, for sure. It's a good way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing Trumpian is in a good way. No, no, no. Unless you ask him. Anyways, on that note, He's, I'm the greatest Trump that's ever Trump that Trump in the history of this country <laughs> ever. Tell yeah. you. <laughs> Listen, to be honest, I've been yeah. feeling very confident ever since I injected six. <laughs> ounces of Clorox directly into my system. My health is huge. <laughs> huge. Um, horrible, horrible person. It's, yeah, it's bad. Um, but speaking of wonderful people, thank you for joining us, Matt. This, again, this was fun. This was a pleasure. You, you gentlemen are, uh, what's the opposite of a dime a dozen? You are rare, rare species <laughs> Of wonderful, a whole, a whole handful of diamonds. <laughs> you're a whole, you're a whole sack full of rubies, you two. Oh, that's very high praise. Um, is there anything that you wanted to plug? Website? I mean, there's, I guess, no show dates right now. Uh, no, and and we're. <clears throat> I would say the biggest thing right now, if you want to see my stand up, um, you can always go to my YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Matt Falk Comedy. But the biggest thing right now, if you want to watch one of my specials for free, because I know money is tight for so many people right now, uh, go, go to my website uh, or just download the Dry Bar Comedy app. That's Dry That's Bar Comedy. Yeah. And uh, you can get my special for free. So, or if you want to watch it on your computer or TV, I think it's a dollar to rent. But if you want it for free, download the Dry Bar Comedy app and find me there. And uh, my special, it's called Unlit, and you can watch it there um, anytime you want. And if you watch it for free, you can send us the dollar and then we'll be sure to pass it along to Matt. Yeah. That's right. It, I'm, that sounds like a very reliable chain. Yeah, I yeah, feel very, like I feel safe. Virtually with that. free. Virtually, yeah, free. virtually we'll, free. No, it is. It's free. Just download the app, and it's totally free. And there's like no commitments or anything like that. No, it's just it's super easy, and it's it's great. Awesome. All jokes aside, <laughs> uh, it's kind of punny, I guess. But um, you're one of the funniest people that that we've been able to to chat with. So we're always 100%. glad when you can make it. Um, very so kind. I hope Thank you. Y- you enjoy your the rest of your quarantine, and hope that it ends soon. You as well, gentlemen, and thank you for your work. I do appreciate it sincerely, and uh, thanks for having me on. You bet. Uh, it's been a stay slice. Safe. Stay safe. <laughs> Bye-bye. See you later. Bye. See ya. Yeah, so that was Matt, Mr. Matt Falk. Uh, <clears throat> local celebrity, as he was deemed Indeed. Um, but I think he's starting to transcend that, or he long has. What am I saying? He's going up in the world, man. Go from local celebrity to minor celebrity? That's a huge <laughs> jump. <laughs> <laughs> He's jabbing at us all episode. We can throw one back when he's not. Yeah, I'll wait till he's himself. gone to throw one at him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> um, but no, that was a good episode. Uh, thanks again to Matt for joining us. Uh, and I thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, be sure Hope to- everyone's, you know, staying safe out there and, and doing for what sure. they can to protect themselves from the virus. But please don't inject Lysol. Coronavirus. Um, but yeah, so tell a friend, share it, spread it, subscribe download um find us on instagram at two idiots podcast on facebook the two idiots podcast and on in uh, i mean on twitter two idiots show and by email at double idiots podcast at gmail.com send us your your guest advice your if you want to be a guest let us know if you want to critique us personally let us know 
or if you have questions from a past guest, be sure to let us know. Um, yeah, we appreciate the feedback. Any any and all feedback would be wonderful. Perfect. Great um, reviews. Definitely. All all those good things. Give us all the stars. You know, you know oh, we yeah. deserve it. Please. <laughs> yeah. You thirsty bitch. Um <laughs> link to my OnlyFans at uh <laughs> yeah. uh that's good. Um but as always, thank you for listening. Uh please stay safe. Um yeah, I think I think we can we can shut her shut her down. All right, buddy, let's shut it down. Oh, go to at Matt Falk Comedy on social media. If he did not mention that, um, he also has it on Instagram and all that jazz. Go check, check him out. out. Check out check out Drybar actually is a pretty good app. I was checking it out today. It's it's very user friendly and it's a good way to check out some up and coming comics. Indeedly do. Uh, on that wonderful note, we'll leave you be. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye bye.